podcast. What's it called? Don't worry. Bye. Happy with Harriet Diver. Here's my podcast. My podcast. Hello. Welcome to episode 43. I'm very glad that you joined me. It's made my life a lot better knowing that your tender ears are merely only on the other end of my dulcet tone. So thank you. And this might, might that well, that's a mouthful, might well be, no, that's not a mouthful for a normal person. Uh, this might well be, no, do you know what that is? It's because you say might. You say might like my, so my well be sounds more difficult than may well be, which is like a normal person would say it. So, Harriet, could you please work on how you talk? Well, do you know what? Back the fuck down. How I talk is how I, work, how I earn a living. And, and I have actually just ruined that by saying how I, I almost said how I work a living, which doesn't make sense. So perhaps how I talk isn't so good after all, but... Do you know what I heard, a friend of mine, in fact, so did I say what episode it was? Hello, welcome to episode 43. Um, friend of mine said that because I do offer, uh, offer? What? I do often get, like, a bit slurry, and lately, my God, my balance has just been, like, yesterday I was talking to my boyfriend and I just fa- I fell over no- nothing, nothing whatsoever, and then sort of I just had to, like, stop myself on the headboard, because I was sort of, I felt like I was on a diving board, yeah, and I just keep falling over, I fell over a, I was putting stuff in the fridge yesterday, I completely fell over a thing of water, and yeah, it, and my boyfriend was like, what is happening to you, I said, I don't know, I was a little bit tired, and I don't know, I do, I, I do get slurry words uh when i'm down i think someone said to me once that your brain is like finding it hard with everything else do you know just generally generally think oh my god i'm sorry about this generally thinking and dealing with well just the brain angst that's constantly cataracting i think that is a word that should have gone there that it it just is like, sorry, we've got enough on without having to worry about your speech too, okay? So let me know if there's any truth in that. Sometimes, I don't know, I seem to have an awful habit of, I say, I take what people have said, I find it interesting, then my, then I seem to, like, you know when, in the olden days, they'd get one of those, um, like a card to check in and out of their work. For like, one of them cards goes in my head and then it comes out as, as something different. Anyway, so I don't know if you notice. Hopefully, you won't notice this, and so you don't think, oh, bloody hell, is this what you're giving us? But you might notice that sometimes there's a sort of in the sound. Have you noticed that? If you haven't, wonderful. If you have, well, I've gone and bought some equipment. Yeah, bought some bloody equipment. So, so so the quality's better. So that that's something to look forward to, isn't it, you little bastards? And to tell you this, I feel very blessed because. But you know, I'm always telling you, well, no one bloody, no one bloody leaves a review, and I get very flummoxed. Well, I had loads of communications with with people about the podcast, so. I'm very happy with that, and I've got loads of stuff to talk about, good stuff that's happened. So, that's great. 36, let me, let me tell you. No, no, that's not. This is on something else. Yeah, there's a, a, a thing gone viral about, because this is what I just started reading, thinking it was this what I'm about to mention, but it's not it's something else I've gone, gone viral. Um, I've watched, I've not gone viral, that's what you're thinking. I w- watched, um, isn't it mad, isn't it? If you'd have told us 10 years ago that people would be wanting to be viral, even as an expression, you go, the fuck is that? No, do you know what? Some people, in fact, wouldn't want to be. 
viral at all. I knew a girl, uh, Imogen, and she said that the thought of a wedding day is like the worst, just the worst thing that could that she could ever think of. Like she said, honestly, the thought of of all the attention being on me like sends the fear of God in me and, and I, f- I find it awful and, I, and that shocks me because obviously for me doing stand-up although maybe in real life it's not yeah no that's true in real life that sounds horrific do you know what not even, it wouldn't even be the wedding bit it would be the having to make small talk with person after person after person but maybe if it was like do you know how I could do it if it was like a confession you know, in the in Angela's ashes, well, Harriet, and in in the church, you mean, not in, <laughs> you know, um, when you forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Yeah, I could stand in a box with a grid, and then I could just listen to people and then chat. That is my idea of heaven. I could just talk to people like that. I'm good at talking to people one on one. Yeah, but you don't need to be in a confession box for that. No, but I don't know. It just adds layers, doesn't it? What was I saying? So, yeah, anyway, th- thank you uh, for... Oh, yeah, so that's something to look forward to later. I'll talk, talk about all of that. Do you know what? I've realised I haven't done... I've, do you know what? They've gone on... Because the last one I did was when I was in... When I'd just come back from Norway, and that was fucking ages ago now. So I haven't even told... I haven't told very much to go and see, which was great, which was... Fair. Do you know what it was? It was because around that time, I had loads to do. I was rehearsing for... A musical, which I think I told you about that, didn't I? Where comedians do a song from a musical, perform it, and then well, it was very interesting actually. Because I've not told you about this. No, I don't think I have. So I tell you about this. So and on the whole, I mean, despite my, <laughs> for some reason, I feel like I've got quite a manic demeanour, and then I'm. I don't know. I'm so, I'm just, I'll be honest with you. I'm getting in my head a little bit during during this podcast because I don't know. It's difficult. I if ever I think like when I've done interviews and stuff. In fact, I did one the other day where I just sort of get a bit like, "What, what are you doing? You can't offer anything to it." And then I've I don't know. I've just got in my head just now about that I'm not doing a very good on j- job on this and then it's making and it's making me all nervous and making me bloody slur my words like wait, so I thought I was well but it appears that I've currently experienced an actual breakdown live on the podcast well couldn't get more real than that really could you so overall I've been very very happy lately but are you processing too much no I've not processing too much I don't really have been very busy which is why I haven't been doing as many podcasts as well so but I'll tell you what's going so did the musical and then was doing loads of rehearsals for that and I'll tell you this. So me, Lou Conran, and do you know what? Have a little gander at Lou Conran if you don't know who she is. She's a very dear friend of mine and she's who I've mentioned before about she's doing she's raising a lot of money for charity at the minute, doing doing this, doing that and she's and she's suddenly on tour. So have a little look out for In fact, I am supporting her tour show and the support act at the wonderful... You know, I've mentioned before about how there's a gig where I do a lot of the um, new materials, the Sarah Millican new material nights. It's all like The one I always do is in um, Stafford, Gatehouse Theatre. And I fucking love it there. And Lou's doing her tour show there and I'm the support act. So I'm really looking forward to that. If you happen to be around on the 7th of April, bloody get yourself a ticket for that. Because we'll have a right laugh. Anyway, so me and Lou, and I don't know if you know Kate McCabe, but a lady called Kate McCabe, she it always feels weird calling people I know a lady. This lady just sounds like pedestrian lady with no identity. Do you know what I mean? Even though I'm a lady, I don't really think of myself as a lady. I wouldn't. Someone said, there's a lady. I'd look behind me. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, I don't know if I do. So, me, Lou, and Kate and Kate, we joined a super group called... No, have it called nothing. You didn't have a name. No, that's true. We just had... We were just... <laughs> just in a group. And we did uh, the Sal Block Tango. So that was what we decided to do. And I had the idea, because in the video of the film... Uh, they, they, each person, well, A, there's six 
people, there's only three of us, so we each had to do two parts each. And B, what's, what was B? Oh yeah, the the they they in their in each of their bit they have a man to dance with. We didn't. Well, we we couldn't have. Well, we didn't have a man. And we were a girl group, so which would have defeated the object. So I suggested blow up men, blow up dolls. So we got blow up dolls and each bit we were doing by ourselves we did that basically it was just dicking around but then everyone at a musical said thank you because we made a lot of an effort according to them but i think maybe just people don't tend to rehearse and that and i was bloody losing my bananas about it because because then the finale uh thing if so if you win you then get to the audience votes who wins, and then if you win, you then do a final uh, at the end. You do another song. So we just thought, well, if I'm perfectly honest with you, we were all like, Jason Manford's on, and he's famous, so we're not going to win. So we don't really have to worry about that. But then I still tried to learn it. It just wasn't going in my head. It was really annoying. And then, um, so did it went bloody brilliantly the uh the soul block tango everyone loved it and i think everyone loved it was because it was like something you wouldn't see anywhere and we it was just like just three girls having a laugh mucking around with blow up dolls trying to we fucking couldn't sing at all some people that were on could write bloody sing i i was and i was wearing nikes i'm always very covered up I don't know, for a few reasons. I don't know whether it's whether I particularly hate my body. I don't think I do. I think my body ain't quite what it used to be. I hope it listens to yourself. It isn't quite what it used to be. We've just sort of got a bit doughy, but that's just through being happy, that is. Like, cause when, when I'm really skinny, I'm fucking miserable. Uh, and and then my mental health has always, like, a big, a big thing's always been appetite, and it's always that that suffers. And then so I've... So yeah, whenever I've like got a toned stomach and that, it's always that I'm fucking uh, suicidal and depressed and having a meltdown. So so it's good that I've got doughy really, but but you know, just as they all dress like corsets, fishnet tights, all tights, all of that, doing the Salbrook tango. So it was so I don't know. I looked like a sort of like an sort of like a like a kidney bean really. The fact that my stomach was sticking out of the front and then and then my bum was sort of sticking out of the back so I sort of went a bit kidney bean shape. And then as well, and he didn't read to, but a friend of mine, I saw him just like staring at my, my stomach and then it that sort of made me feel a bit... And I have started going to the gym... No, but you started going to the gym, Harriet, because you weren't happy with, the, with, with it. You felt doughy. Yeah, no, that, that's true. I do feel better going to the gym. Went to the gym yesterday. No, but no, I don't want you to think that I'm. I went to the gym because someone was looking at my tummy. Because yeah, but I was bothered. I was bothered about it before that, and I and it wasn't that that did it. But oh, so what? It's become something me and my boyfriend do together, and that's quite nice. Going to the gym, apart from <laughs> the at my old gym because. Because I, you know, do comedy and that's like unsociable hours, and because I hate social, I hate people and I hate social environments. So the perfect time was I'd go to the gym like when everyone was at work. But where I go to the gym now is a is is in, is in an area where no one works. So everyone's always at the gym in the unsociable hours that I like to be unsociable. So that's the end, that's the end of the problem. Anyway, so, so did this a musical, and then in the break, that everyone was saying that, that we, that the cheer that we got, that we'd be doing the finale song, and I was like, are you fucking with me? And then, and then my friend Brennan was like, no, you're going to end up doing it, you know, and I was like, fucking hell. So I didn't know the word, so we just proper dicked around. It was just, do you know what? There's one in London and there's one in Salford. If you can, it's just, so Kiri Pritchard McLean and Jay Lovins run it, and then and Dave Cribb, who, and, oh yeah, so you do it with a live band, so you've got a live band. So even when you learn the words, it's difficult because you're just not used to a live band behind you. But it really tests, it made me realise that 
obviously I will sound very egotistical now, but no, fuck it, it's true. I'm a real performer. I felt like, there's, you know, she put me in a situation and I'm just, I will just like perform my best. And that's what I love. Because I used to do all acting and musical theatre and stuff. Like, I was always like specialist parts. Is that the right word? Like, I was always character parts that where you could get away with because I thought I was alright at singing and then through doing this I thought, do you know what, you're a bit deluded, you're not as good as at singing but it's just the right song isn't it, because you're good at singing your own songs for the musical that you've written, yeah that's, that, yeah, that's true, but yes then so sung a beauty school dropout because we bloody went it and then uh, just ended up lobbing our bloody blow up dolls around and they were just like crowd surf, I mean oh, it was yeah, so if you ever, if there's a musical ever in your area, just go and watch it. It's just proper fun, and in a way, it like, it, I don't know, it, 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 it reminded me of being a kid away, a uh, kid away, a kid, again, to be honest. Yeah, it, it did. Just being, I felt really, like free, doing it. I, do you know what I think it was as well? I didn't wear any shoes. So I always think when you've got because I had tights on, I don't wear tights. I'll tell you this, I could bloody took tights, so there's three pound fifteen. Took the tights to the Have I already told you this? I think so. Took the tights to bloody so got them in Primark, took the tights to the checkout, and he goes, That's a pound. I said, What bloody time to be alive? That's mine, isn't it? A pound? Oh. Yeah, so my bare feet with a little bit of tight over the top of the tip of the toes that were a pound just that against the stage made me feel ever so free bloody loved it fucking album waffling right so there was there was that but then so all that was quite stressful rehearsing for that because me and the ladies are not dancers and then i going to Guernsey and then the, all the fucking snow I tell you as soon as I've just spoke to you guys this, it's been absolute madness like, doing comedy as well, the amount of money I've lost, uh, the amount of work I've lost through the snow is just so depressing, because you never get guarantees or cancellations, because you, you can't, if the promoter can't, if you could, the promoter's not Jack Frost, do you know what I mean? He doesn't have any say in, in what the weather's doing, so if, if essentially, and as well, like, what happened before, the promoter's like, yeah, the snow's just fucked it, I'll reschedule you, like, what, what can you say, really? So, so yeah, so I was supposed to go to the Guernsey on the, by Thursday, and then, cancelled, and then the, the person that runs, runs the gigs, I think, it got a bit, like, discombobulated, said about me travelling to Gatwick, when I, I live in Manchester, but then it goes, but if you get here and there's still no flights, to be, you won't be reimbursed, you'll be just stuck here. Well, as much as that sounds like a great offer, guys, I'll probably turn that down. And in the end, the the person, so the the person in the UK that didn't book it, that, that booked it, they didn't ring me. It was the person in, in Guernsey rings me up and goes, "Yeah, we're still going to get you over here." So I got got went on the on a Friday. It's fucking brilliant. People in Guernsey are like people in Cornwall. I know there's that that sort of vibe. Everyone looks a bit like they're on the run. But then I did feel a bit bad because I was like, oh, go down to the to the town in a day, like, check it out. It was just like a shit Falmouth, like so, a sort of harbour town and then nothing was open. I couldn't even get, not even like a souvenir shop was open to get my boyfriend. I like to get my boyfriend a key, right? Yesterday, where <laughs> goes, you know sometimes when you have, this is very boring, but you know sometimes when keys have one of them, like, you have like a rubber thing on the top of the round bit on the key I, I assume to, to differentiate between that and the other keys so it looks like it's wearing a hat do you know what I mean so I was trying to get in so we did a shop and then he's carrying the majority of the shop because that's how it goes I'll just be carrying uh, the kitchen roll and then uh, and then I'm there struggling the keys and he goes oh it's the key with the hat and over there for like an extra five minutes just having a meltdown because he's like what are you doing what it was was I'd got him a Loch Ness monster key ring from when I was away gigging one weekend. So, and the Loch Ness monster key ring has a hat on it. So I was trying to figure out which key was attached to that, and he was like, "No, the one with the hat on." And I was like, 
But the Loch Ness Monster has a hat on, but it is in a key, and that's where it went wrong. Anyway, so yeah, so went to Guernsey, went to Guernsey with, like, very talky at you, dominating characters, so that was a little bit draining. Then this other guy that I went with, oh bloody hell, bloody lovely, Phil K, he was off, 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 just, he couldn't, he couldn't just stay in his hotel rooms, off on adventures, he was like, yes, I found, found these children and I was juggling oranges, and he turned up, uh, didn't have any bags or anything, turned up, bearing in mind going away for what, three days, didn't, t- turned up at the airport with just a guitar, with his passport, in the guitar. I'd love to have that level of just, I'm on my adventure and let it just take, how it is, because I thought, and I was saying this to a friend, I, I thought that I was quite a free spirit, but watching him, and he doesn't, if you haven't seen him, bloody check out his work, he's absolutely brilliant, he'll go on the step, there's like a faint, I'd say he has three sort of bullet points, and that's like, I, I've never seen Ross Noble live, but... I know, so, uh, John Robertson, if it, if if you don't know him, he's, I've only seen him once, but then when I was chatting to him afterwards, that, that he, I think he has, like, three points that he'll, that he'll get to at some point in the set, and then everything else will be, like, completely made up, and I felt like, I feel like that's what Phil Kate, so I've seen him, how many times have I seen him now? Three times, so he'll always have a, so he'll have a guitar, so then that's, You've instantly got, oh, well, no matter what happens, I'll, there will be a song. And then, and then it will ask for suggestions, and then, so that's like a bit. And then there's like two of a definite story, no, three definite stories. But then it, but as well, because it's, I find I'm so desperate to, the moment I get on stage, I'll just, unless they immediately make, I'm immediately made to feel comfortable, but I think the balls that Phil has that he'll, get on stage and then literally just like open not even open with a bit that he knows will work so everyone's got faith in him he'll just open with trying to think of something like there and then and it's really that and a few things that and just remembering sort of why I started it and what I was good at and where I will be I'm gonna do more stuff because I've done a few things like that I did this thing on Friday, in a museum called Carry On Curating, where, as I said, I like curating, 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 oh, how courageous, curating, where the, oh, it's brilliant, where the, so, someone's hosting it, and then they introduce you as an expert in the, in, in the museum, and then these slides come up, it'd be like old ancient pots and coins and bits and bobs and then but you don't know you haven't seen the slides and then you've just got to well make it make it all up and I was absolutely shitting myself so I got it quite last minute and then I thought it's good because I was on near the end and I thought this is great I'll watch the rest of the show figure out how it will go so I was making myself when the slides were come up for other people I was making myself like well, I was testing myself to try and think of stuff so I was like, you know, like racking my brain, but but I was like brain dead. Any time something come up, I couldn't think of anything. And then Will Duggan was on first, and it and it it's one of them things that was made for him because he's got a really big knowledge of history as well. So he was able to sort of use real events and then muddle them up and twist them around and use references. And so he did it really well. So then I was panicking even more. I was like, oh no, that's what that's what this is supposed to be and I don't have that and then and then I was on with Rob Mulholland and, and I told him I was a bit stressed about it and I think he was having his own battle because he was like oh I need to be stoked I need wine for this and so he was dealing with that and I was like oh god and then he goes no do you know what adrenaline will just sort you out here and I was like ah old adrenaline okay and he was totally right. When I got up there, I was just, it was just, I found it easy and it was so fun. And then there was some, like, I don't know, there's bits that, like, bits that you pick up through comparing or just, well, just from doing sets that 
like cheesy bits that you could whenever and as Danny McLaughlin pointed out who was running it it wasn't everyone wasn't there to, to kill for it to kill for it to be like a club set it was just like a, a unique interesting fun experience but it was brilliant it was brilliant and, and I want to do more stuff like that I'm going to do more artistic stuff and stuff that gets you out of your comfort zone stuff that instead of just reciting a set Stuff that like original and well, I hate it, what you do is always original. Uh, so that's very true. So yes, yeah, so, and then uh, Monday night, I bet yeah, you missed look, you've missed loads, you've missed stuff out. So I don't care. So Monday night, gived in West Kirby. Well, I went so I was in London on when was I? I was in London on Saturday. God, that brought me down to earth. Oh, you, th- I think I'm a bit like. Is he called what's it? Dick Whittington. I was thinking it that there's the streets are paved with gold in London, so I don't gig in London all that much. I mean I was there last week. I was there last week for International Women's Day and it was brilliant. So I think that and thinking like Dick Whittington, I thought I'll gig in London more, went down there and just walked in the pub and this is this is a decent like weekend club. Remember I've walked in, you got Little people on people's shoulders dressed as leprechauns because it's bloody um, St Patrick's Day. It just felt it felt. I've walked in in the venue and it's felt like three in the morning on a Saturday night, and it was just boozy and I just do you know what? I was, I'm just sick of walking on stage and feeling like I'm not getting, being given a chance. Oh, this is this isn't what we what we expected. We spent we expected. Uh, a, a man to tell us about this and this and I'm just sick, I'm sick of feeling like that. I was just like just give me just give me give me a break just give me a second and just bloody relax and then it was like it just felt it was such a fucking slog it was it was, it was although I think the man I thought I was, we were fucking with him to begin with because the, what are the chances of this so Matt Price wonderful like he was comparing and he's from the exact same area as me in Truro, like exactly. He's brought up the opposite side of the river. To, <laughs> sounds mad, but yeah, it's true. He's brought up the opposite side of the river to me. Both our dads are gay. Uh, we've both had quite a c- colourful life. He's, I remember when the fish factory burnt down at school, he worked in it. Like, we've got the same accent from the exact same area. So. He's in London saying this, this and that, doing his thing and then introducing me and and then this other person so bear in mind he's not someone that you'd ever really see anywhere and then and then I'm come on stage and I'm exactly the same as him, but also someone you wouldn't really ever see anywhere. And then I felt like did they think I was taking the piss out of him or, or what did I just think they were like that, that it was just com- it was a bit confusing. But then I was gonna say if I was good enough I would have got them but sometimes it isn't that sometimes sometimes things are just out of your hands i think just just one of them just one of them then i was very happy because the next day had a brilliant gig we had the so we were gigging bardle twig and uh the promoter lovely chap friend of mine put us up in a lovely luxury caravan me and boyfriend so a little night out afterwards bloody great fun and then monday was in what was that? Did you hear that? Boyfriend's making these bloody burgers. I've never seen anything look so disgusting. They're like rib burgers. Someone wants ribs for his tea. That's so much ribs. That is... He's, uh, what's the word? Marinated some ribs. And then what's it for the starters? I mean, fucking hell. Can you hear that? Can you hear? Something is definitely smashed. What was he smashed? The other day, turn the light bulb on. You know, sometimes it'll blow out. But the other day, old, old fucking light bulb exploded. It's not normal, is it? What, been quite unlucky lately? The boiler didn't work. Then his car didn't work. Anyway, was in... Oh, can you hear that crashing? Good job I didn't have a new microphone. That would have picked up everything. Anyway, so, was in West Kirby. And, uh... Tony Slattery from Have I Got News... From you, have I got news from you for you? For us, back in the day, he uh, he was in the audience and he was so nice to me. Said my stand up, 
Roberts is one of the best pieces of stand-up he's ever seen. How good's that? I'm happy with that. Very happy with that. And he said he wanted to work with me, so that'd be great if that happened, wouldn't it? Well, she has been a bloody good time, actually. So I'll, uh, I'm going to let you know all the wonderful things that people have got in touch and said all the all the good things that are that have happened and as well as say this you know our famous people like lady gaga calls her followers the monsters and then uh, so there's a comedian taz Elias. oh i did a gig for him the other day in, in blackburn oh fucking brilliant really good and it was one of the i don't know i don't know what it was it just felt like, like a proper community i haven't done a gig in a long time where that many people have like reached out just to say, oh, that was really good. We loved what you did, and you know, like liked all my stuff, like my you know social needs and all that. And I, yeah, I really liked that. And it was well, it was nice change because on the way there, got off the train, Blackburn, and this guy fucking threw himself out of this this pub that looked like out of a sitcom called our beef or something and he he was i mean coughing spluttering and muttering about biscuits and then uh and then there's uh, and then i was broken out of staring at that by this guy screaming at me that i needed to not i needed to keep brakes on and that i was a slag it was like i am not driving i'm by foot all you want about brakes you bastard and then i got to the venue and i've had a cup of tea the woman asked for a cup of tea the woman's put her head in her hands like a like I've asked her for a kidney, so it was. So I had a bloody milkless cup of tea, and I wanted to know what the PowerPoint was. So yeah, but the gig, the gig, the gig was one of that, like a, a special one actually. There's what they got in touch with me and said that she feels like the voices uh, that I am. Who the voices in her like? She said, if the voices in her head were a person, they'd be me. Isn't that a great thing to say? See, I said to my boyfriend that he looked to me like that might not be a compliment. Now I'm saying it, I don't know whether it sounds that much like a compliment, but I definitely took it as a compliment. I think it's great. Although I wouldn't wish me in anyone's head, really. So, let's uh, look. So, I basically said... Oh, yeah, because I say, sorry, so Tez, who I did a gig for, equals his followers on social media they'll say tesbians right so and a few people have different things what they call their followers and i've called mine dieticians <laughs> and they're good they thought that the other day so anyway so basically i put on facebook and i said hello dieticians Hope you're well. I'm going to be recording a new podcast episode in the next couple of days. As you may or may not know, it's supposed to be about me finding positive things that have occurred in the world. So I was wondering if anything good has happened in any of your lives lately that you'd like me to mention slash talk about. It can be absolutely anything. I know some, I hope some good stuff has occurred. Otherwise, that's a bit bleak. Anyway, comment below if so. And above all, have yourselves a groovy weekend. Loads of pool poodle bat and dinosaur emojis and the response was brilliant so i'm going to say now what the response was so we had <coughs> david Mellier, who says i managed to run out of petrol right outside a petrol station i was annoyed and well chuffed at the same time so that's good very good isn't it i reckon he was just circling it hoping that would happen but i mean I know that if ever I drive, well, hey, it'll never. No, it will happen. You will drive. You will drive one day, and you you can drive. You've driven around. Yeah, I have actually. Yeah, I know I'm going to be one of them people that always puts the wrong. The what did you put the put electric instead of petrol? <laughs> yeah, I thought that'd be funny because you usually say diesel, 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 Dijon. I'm always putting the Dijon mustard in my automatic. Systematic, hydromatic, Robin Reliant, go, 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 Oh, at the gig in Blackburn, this woman was wearing the tightest trousers. They must have been, no, they weren't leggings, they were trousers with high heels. And I was just, you know, when you try and engage 
with someone to have a bit of a laugh, but they just do not get what you're on about, and they are not zoned into your airwave, which is totally fair enough. And then, and then, it, and then it's just got it just gets really awkward really quickly. So I was like, because her trousers looked like they were painted on, so I was like, oh, you probably look like Sandra D at the end of Greece, where you throw your cigarette out and and then go tell me about it, stirred, and she like nervously laughed and then said something else which meant that she didn't in any way know what I was on about and then it was really weird and then the other acts were looking at me like come on now just stop talking so that was that one uh Daniel Nicholas a lovely chap comedian he's another one check out if you can he says I've lost my new order cd so having a difficult time but in capital letters curveball I do subscribe to these guys who send an email every month with just positive facts and changes that have happened in the world, if of any use. So this is great. This is something that I had heard of. This is futurecrunch.ch. So it's so there's a dot between the C and the H of the crunch. So you know what I mean? Futurecrunch.ch. Into... Face is it on face? Yeah, it's on Facebook. And it's yeah, about positivity, good things happening in the world. And offered to replace his a new order C D but he hasn't sent me his address to do that. I think maybe he's hesitant about giving his address to me. But I would never stalk him. Oh, Jennifer Banks, again, comedian, ever such a nice lady she is. She said, my bank unexpectedly put a £50 a day spending restriction on my account. I only discovered this when I was trying to pay an £80 car repair bill when I was phoning... Oh, sorry, full stop. When I phoned them to see what was going on, somehow my telephone banking security must have been compromised because a few days later I discovered there's been a fraudulent telephone... Banking transaction for £380 on my account. After endlessly sitting on hold trying to get through to the third number the bank gave me, there's a fraud reporting number and a fraud response number. Going to write a sketch based on this, she says. I decided to go to a branch. They sorted it and I got the money back. And now, this is where the good stuff comes in. I nipped to Pret after the bank... And they gave me a free latte. Then the next day, the bank phoned me to apologise for not having notified me they were putting a strict restriction on my account. They lifted the restriction and gave me £100 to say sorry. Amen. Why the dickens did they put a restriction on it in the first place? But I would like to know what bank that is, because that's really good. And I'll tell you this, in fact, to do with banks, A. My bank is still a bloody nightmare, so I've had to deal with it myself. Can't fucking trust these cunts. And B, the bloody Lloyd's, I think it's Lloyd's, and it's brilliant that they're doing this. They're promoting, talking about mental health, saying there's times change, talk about the stigma, stigma and all of this. But as someone quite rightly said on the comments, is what about what about the charges you give to people with mental health problems when they get in debt and that you can't have a have a campaign and about mental health and then and then still fuck people that are fragile over with charges and stuff. So I'd like like to hear what what the deal is with that. Do you know what I'll tell you this? The other day when it was snowing, it was like I went I walked from Manchester Victoria Station to. Manchester Piccadilly, that's like, I don't know, 10, 15 minute walk. And it was that snowy and that cold that the next day I started coming down with something that was awful. So the fact that people were out in that was just awful. Like, do you know what I mean? Like homeless people. And then um, and then I saw this guy being escorted out of the train station when I got to the train station by a police and then one of the police people were laughing he was all miserable this poor guy had been escorted out he was all miserable and one of the police people were laughing like guiding him out and then I put on Twitter like what the hell is happening in the world we should be 
opening the train stations, let people stay in there when it's weather like this, do you know what I mean? Not kicking them out. And then, as I said, you know, saw a police person and, you know, they were laughing. And then, um, so I put that on Twitter and then the police has gone, no, we do, the police don't cover the train stations, it's transport police. And and then people were sort of saying, well, how do you not know that they were not taking that person to somewhere? But I felt like the... F- and, and that is true. I didn't 100% know that. So I ended up taking it off because, well, A, the police woman was laughing at the guy. That, why would they be ta- Why would they be do- doing something nice if that she was laughing at his expense? And then... um. And then because that, and then this other person, why are you slinging shit around? You, you can't say that, you know. It was you should know, not it's tra- you know transport transport police on stations, not not police. And then I just felt mortified, and there was just a fucking idiot shouting when they didn't know the facts. Do you know what I mean? They didn't know what I saw, so I took it down. I felt mortified, and then the next day I went to police station I fucking I seen fucking police at the train station I seen what fucking transport police look like and I was fucking right it's fucking people that 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 well it's my own I shouldn't doubt myself I should I should have known myself and thought about but when people charge at you and when authority tells you when the Greater Manchester Police told me like the the tweet account says it wouldn't have been police i i took their word for it fucking should have known better than that it's made me realize actually about with twitter it's just it's it's just a bit too much sometimes it's just people with their fucking real toxic just just like arguing for the sake of arguing and being horrible so anyway but speaking of Pret, I've had two bloody free cups of tea now, just through being polite and nice. No, tell the truth, yeah, one was through being polite and nice, and the other one was, I think, because I didn't have any soya milk, so I had skimmed milk. So that's why that one was. No, okay, thanks for your honesty. Yeah, and then, and then, so, so Jennifer Banks, who, who, she got a free latte, she was chirpy as well, so I think that's it. If you're chirpy at Pratt, they'll give you a free drink. That's great. So what else? So I had, uh, well, Philip Barnett, who I met at a gig in at Hot Water, he was asking about where I put my podcast because he doesn't ever see it. Philip Barnett, I've done 40, this is the 40 bloody third episode, so I put it out every time, but that made me think that I don't think Facebook you can see much. Do you know what I mean? Like the travel, the, the distance that stuff spreads now on Facebook because, because they want you to pay for advertising. So the, the reach isn't very good. So that made me a bit like, bloody hell, I've put it out 42 times and he hasn't noticed once. Maybe he unsubscribed, I don't know. He's promoting, he's got an album out. So, God, I've just looked at the title. God knows what that's going to be like, actually. It's called Women. Well, Philip, I can't say too much because I haven't listened to it, but I hope it's... I'm not going to, I'm not going to be happy if I've mentioned it on here and then it's like, <laughs> women are a bunch of dicks, da 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 so, I mean, so I hope it's very nice about women. But yes, it was a surprise, surprise that it's called that. I'll, I'll have a listen. Oh, this was another one. Another lovely one that Jennifer Banks said was a lovely, lovely thing that happened. And and I do. Uh, I will say this actually. I will apologise because um, I've realised that I'm doing this reading out people's stuff, but I am. I read awfully sometimes, so sorry about that. So anyway, a lovely, another lovely thing that happened wasn't really to me. This is Jennifer Banks again. But, but I was the channel for it. Someone randomly got in touch with me via fa- via Facebook. She was looking for a Norma Banks, who'd been the bridesmaid at her auntie and uncle's wedding 50 years ago. They wanted to find Norma and invite her to the anniversary party as a surprise. Norma's my mum, so I gave them her number and her and my dad are off 
to see old friends they've not seen in decades this evening. Isn't that lovely? Decades they haven't seen them. So that's nice. Ever so nice. Uh, Martin Sims, who I met at uh, Comedy Night in uh, Bounce Till I Die, probably like Gurney Dancy Fun Night. Martin Sims, he says, I had a win on online slots, enough to clear my overdraft, clear my credit cards, and clear the rest of my holiday to Orlando, and the theme park tickets, being a good few days clearing all my debts. That's great. So I found that whenever I... I'm not in crippling debt. Always at my most happiness, cause, happiest. Because it always, you just feel like a constant eggy sadness looming. Do you know what I mean? Lovely Andy Stavildale, who does a lot of work with the women, uh, women in comedy, Manchester, the festival. He says, I'm in Nottingham to see my lovely goddaughter. I feel like, do you remember when Gus Honeybun used to read the birthdays on on ITV? Or was that West Country? Was it West Country? No, it was... Anyway, feel like that, and it reading all the... Um, Sophie says she's getting her brace off. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, Andrew says, I'm in Nottingham to see my lovely goddaughter, Lois, performing in her latest play a start in the making and a bright light in my life that is lovely and it was yeah it was a black comedy and it was ace so i asked what it was she just, he just said black comedy so i don't know what, what that was this is a good one so karen geddes says hilarious story of the week my love that's nice who stays in hotels most of his working week ended up totally naked in the hotel corridor Locked out after a sleepy visit to the loo, brackets, not the loo, at 1am and had the humiliation of having to resign himself to the fact that visiting reception was the only answer. The staff went into total panic, dropping keycards everywhere in desperation to get him back to his room ASAP, which is just brilliant. This was my favourite one, I think. And he was absolutely mortified with all his giblets out in the hotel. Do you know what? I've known, I've known this to happen to a friend of mine as well, that he, he was used to... So my friend's reasoning behind it was that he was used to a bit of a mission out of his bedroom to the toilet at the house he was living in. So when he stayed at the hotel and woken up in the night, he's got disorientated, thought he was still at home, and then left the room thinking he was at home and trying to get to the toilet and then the door shut behind him. But then one thing that, that this person I know that did, that Karen Geddes usually be happy about, is my friend then uh, pissed on the bloody floor of the bloody hotel. So I hope, I hope your love didn't do that. And then uh, Jonathan, who is my, na- my dad's neighbour at home in Cornwall, just slightly missing the point, just said... No, sorry, nothing good happening to us at the moment. Which is ever so sad that nothing good is happening to them at the moment. But maybe that they think. Maybe there are a few little things that are good. So I was fine. Whenever I'm in a spiral and the whole world feels like it's gone wrong, there's a few little things that are actually all right. But may- maybe, um, who am I to say? Maybe that, maybe that isn't the case. Uh, Ian Hall... I got gigged with him bloody years ago. I haven't gigged, gigged with him in in, in ages. So oh, he's all right. He said, "Just learned a rad dance routine with my nine-year-old daughter that she made up as we went along. It was a laugh riot. Sounds great." I asked what the song was, and it was Galantis No Money, which is a corker. Have a little listen to that, and you'll probably be. Making up your own bloody dancers. God, this is another... This is great. Well, this is the last one. Sally Owen, who was regular at Barking Tales. Which I'll, I'll tell you that, about that in a second, actually. So, Sally Owen says, For the last six years, I've been running LGBT groups in a high-security psychiatric hospital as a volunteer. Now, the charity is going to pay me for it. And they'll pay me for my dinner and up to three cups of tea on expenses. Whoop, whoop. Hope you're doing well. Isn't that great? So I think it's easy with, if you're doing 
voluntary work or work that well yeah the work that just doesn't really pay or 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 whatever that even though it's so rewarding and that it's it's easy to just give up because because you because it's it's a it's a struggle to get by when you're not getting paid let alone when you are do you know what i mean so i think the fact that she stuck with it despite not getting paid for six years fucking testimony in I use that word right and then and I'm so happy and it gives you a bit of hope doesn't it like wow you know because maybe if people are like oh well that's the field I'm really interested in so I'd like to do that but I just feel like there's no end game and there's no point in doing it I'll probably never get rewarded but then often you shouldn't seek to be rewarded but it gives you a bit gives you a bit of hope so I've done Sally I'm ever so ever so chuffed with you about that and yeah so I knew Sally from doing Barking Tables, which is um, which was my night where comedians tend to do stuff about mental health and tell stories like it's like a real safe space show for people that tend to have mental health problems and whatnot. And they gave it up, and it's it's good. It's just one of them things where it's something that I is is an environment where I always feel most myself and. And a lot of people that go feel most themselves and don't have to put on an act or anything because they're all struggling and it's fine to be struggling. And so I'm bringing it back for good this time. I ain't going to stop and start anymore. So I'm in a lot of a better place. So that starts first Wednesday of the month from the first, which I think is May, it's either the second or the fourth. First Wednesday in May anyway starting so I hope to see you there Sally and uh I think that's 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 how we'll go out so thanks so much this has been an extended episode because I haven't done it in a long time fuck a duck it's almost bloody hour I feel sorry for you bastards so I'll enjoy and I hope you bloody well feel free to get in touch I'm on at bipolar happy pod on twitter just feel free to get Touch me on Facebook, which is my name, Eric Dyer, that's fine. Eric uh, Dyer Comedy is the comedy page where you can find me. Don't worry, bipolar. Happy at gmail.com is the email address. Pop a uh, pop a review on, on uh, the fuck is that thing? iTunes. That would be great. Uh, genuinely, all the best. I hope you're all well. This has been episode 43. Thanks, have a lovely week though. Cheers. That was my podcast. My podcast. Thanks for listening. Download, share, tell your pal at the shop. Don't worry. Bye. Happy. My podcast. My podcast.